0: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com.
1: Another conversation that I think is cool. Did you notice the moon this weekend? We had a full moon. But more than that, we don't just have full moons anymore. Oh, no, no. Those days are gone. This one was, depending on what you wanted to pick, it could be the hunter's moon or the sanguine moon, the dying grass moon, the traveler's moon, or the full blood moon. We name our moons a lot. Regardless, it it was a full moon this weekend. And if you spotted it, it probably didn't look all that different from other full moons that you may have seen. But in a way, it was incrementally very very small change but the moon is moving away from us slowly but surely and joining us now to talk about that we have Margaret Atlantic who is a postdoctoral research associate at the Department of Geoscience at the University of Wisconsin Madison Margaret thanks so much for joining us appreciate your time
0: Hi how are you doing I'm
1: doing great thanks so much okay so explain this the moon is is actually moving slowly but
0: surely moving farther away from the planet Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, this is um, due to a process that's called tidal friction, and we've known this for a long time, actually, or at least uh, for the last uh, two centuries. Okay. But yeah, but since uh, the uh, Apollo missions uh, to the moon yeah. in the late '60s, they installed these reflectors on the moon's surface, and since then, people have been able to very precisely measure how far this, uh, the moon is moving away from us. And this turned out to be 3.8 centimeters per, per year.
1: Okay, so not a huge move, but but I mean, slowly but surely, it is going farther away. Um, what can we... How can we use that information? What does it tell us? Can we sort of go back in time and see how sort of our neighborhood of the solar system looked however many years ago?
0: Yeah, so that's a very interesting question. So. Now, if you take the current uh, rate at which the Moon is moving away, and if you project that backwards in time, uh, it turns out to make not to make much too much sense, because uh, it would mean that the Moon was very close to Earth already, right, about yeah. one, and a, one and a half billion years ago. Um, and as we know, that um, the Moon and the Earth were formed four and a half billion years ago, just after the formation of the solar system. So what that implies or what that tells us is that currently the current speed at which the moon is moving away is too fast for what it could have been over the entire history. Okay. But yeah. But uh so far uh this has yeah, we, we don't we know very little about what happened actually between the formation of the Earth and the Moon 4.5 billion years ago and the present uh day situation. What do we do with this information?
1: What can what I mean what what can we are we sort of what, what do we use this information
0: for um, you mean yeah so I mean ultimately I'm a geologist and uh, we geologists and also astronomers were particularly interested uh, where we came from how uh, the solar system was formed uh, how the earth evolved over uh, over the uh, over its four and a half billion years of existence and um, by studying rocks that were deposited millions of billions of years ago, we tried to uh, actually reconstruct uh, parts of, of, of this history of the moon moving away from us. And so this is really a question of, yeah, where did, yeah, how, how did the earth uh, and the moon evolve over time? And yeah, how, how did that happen?
1: And again, it all comes down to the moon and how it dictates what happens down on Earth. Can we use it to predict, like you say, some of these, these massive changes that we may see?
0: Um, so I'm not sure which... Predict? You mean what's going to happen in the future? Well, yeah, exactly.
1: Like in terms of, like, like you say, you can sort of you can take a look at how the the layers are deposited and it sort of extrapolate what was going on in yeah. terms of climate and in you know these huge yeah. glacial periods. Can we predict what might be coming around the corner?
0: Yeah. So um, I'm a geologist, so, uh, so I only look back in the in the in the okay. past, essentially. <laughs> but uh, so for for the, the coming. Uh, In intensive modes of years, nothing really is going to happen. It's not. This is not really relevant for our our future climate uh, or anything. This is, uh, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Yeah. Interesting work. Yeah. And so maybe I can explain a little. Yeah, go ahead. uh, Yeah. So what we did with our study uh, was recently uh, published. Um, We looked at rocks that were deposited two and a half billion years ago on the the, the, the bottom of an ancient ocean right and we found this um, regular patterns in the in the in the in, the, in the, the, the rock layers so they changed in composition rhythmically and what we found out is that these patterns they record past climate variations right on yeah. earth uh, which were, Actually, in a sense, they were caused by slow changes in the Earth's uh, orbit around the Sun. So changes in the orientation of the axis, so the spin axis, and also changes in the orientation of the orbit, so how elliptical it was. And by studying these patterns, we could link this to uh, actually how far the Moon was away from Earth two and a half billion billion years ago, and also how long a day was, because this Earth-Moon distance is also related to how fast the Earth was spinning around its axis. So not only was the Moon closer to Earth uh, in the past, but also a day was shorter because the Earth was rotating faster around its axis.
1: Gotcha. I I think, Uh, I mean, it's a lot going on there, Marguerite, but I think I understand. And I want to thank you for joining us today. I appreciate it. Okay, thanks very much. Thank you. That is Marguerite Lantink, who is a postdoctoral research associate at the Department of Geoscience.